Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. All right. Hey, friends. Nice to have you guys here for sure. Uh, again, if you're just popping in, you want to say hi, please use the chat box to say hello. And, um, <clears throat> you know, for those of you guys who are who are newer to the community, uh, this is really an opportunity for a variety of things. Uh, number one, it's to just have a, a platform where you as uh, students and, and clients of this community and a member of this community can uh, come together. Uh, get some uh, some time with Elon and myself. Um, you know, the only places that we train directly inside the community is, is three places, uh, is our level two and level three awareness academy. And then there's, <clears throat> there's an opportunity to also come get a two-day live event with us actually this weekend. So about once a quarter or so, we hold a, uh, a two-day intensive for the entire community. Um, it's through uh, tickets only. And uh, if you are interested in coming to that, it's one of our favorite things to do. Incredible event. We really do a deep dive on uh, awareness practices, which very few people have ever been pervy to. Um, this is stuff that took us, you know, almost two decades to get our heads around and really get clarity on, on how, to, how do we come out of the conditioned mind and use awareness uh, to elicit a healing response in the body. So the weekend is about our awareness, about energy, energy practices, how to feel energy. Again, what's the practicality of feeling energy? What's the practicality of, of becoming subtly aware of energy? And again, how can we use that for our benefit, both uh, you know, to ourselves and then in, interrelationally to our relationships and our lives? And so the event, again, is around energy healing and awareness. And so if those are topics, topics of conversation that you want to begin the path to mastery, you also want to spend two uh, days with Elon and myself. I think it, it rolls out to be about like, I don't know, somewhere between 12 to 
15 or 16 hours of training with Elon and myself over a two day period. So uh, my personal belief is intensives are really good catapult tools for learning. They certainly have been in our lives. And there's just something about um, isolating your mind, your energy and your awareness for a period of time to like really get your hands on something. Um, which I think is in, in a long run can often be more effective than just, you know, doing something for like an hour at a time, you know, just like, Hey, you're going to give yourself this space, this time to uh, jump in. So if you are interested in joining us this weekend, um, you can still do that. It's not too late. Uh, I'll drop the, uh, the button for you to push right there in the event, or, uh, you should probably see it on the right hand side of your screen. You can also go to intuitive mind. Drop this link for you guys uh, live anytime uh, to get the uh, information on the event, to look at testimonials and what this experience is about. And right now there's a special going. You can you can get a ticket for half off um, by typing in half 50, H-A-L-F 50 uh, at checkout. So we'd love to uh, get to know you a bit better. It's really, really um, just an unbelievable event. I mean, we've been doing them now for what, three years, bro? I honestly, I don't remember. I, I We've done so many. I used to be able to ask and people would be like, oh, I've been to five, I've been to six, I've been to 12. Now, even the people that like show up don't even know how many we've come to. I think we're around, we're around 20 events. We started it right after the shutdowns with COVID. I think it was like May, I want to say of 2020. We probably began doing these type of events. They just keep getting better. Um, again, it's like our favorite thing. And it's a really like cool way for us to get in, to intimately know different people who are coming into the community at different scales. And even for our long-term clients, I mean, they come to pretty much every event because, you know, a lot of events are about content and this is really how we start the event. Like our, this event is not about content. The content's great. It's mostly the same, but it's really about the practices, the energy and this connection with people. And it's really about uh, our individual capacity to rekindle something within ourselves, which is really our connection to our awareness and to our subtle energy inside of our body. And being able to track that has really profound effects uh, on our lives and our ability to heal on our ability to attune to ourselves and other people and connect. And all this kind of stuff really can lead to like significant changes in your life. So for many, many people in our community, uh, this event has been a major jump off point a major jump off point for them to really understand what is this work about? Uh, what does Satori Prime stand for? What what are Elon and I about? Um, and, and if you don't know, like our work, you know, in terms of our individualistic personal development, uh, healing experience, yeah, Garnica saying she's been to 10 so far, um, you know, really stymies from just a, 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 an intense curiosity that Elon and I have of doing this type of work in terms of mindset development, psychology, healing, energy work, meditation. I mean, you name it, you know, I just did a, a neuro refeedback training. Like there's, we're always looking for something to look at what really supports people. Um, how do we teach ourselves to, to have um, not better coping or management systems that, that can help to a degree, but really how do we get to a point of true transformation? How do we get that to be sustainable how do we get that to be predictable? And so that by learning about the mind and learning about your body and learning about energetics are all different levels of awareness that a human being can have. And truth be told, we, we all get to go through initiations that create mastery 
in these different areas of our life so that we can liberate ourselves from the conditioning that most people on our planet are living with and to see the, the impact on yourself and then also on your relationships is is wildly profound to say the least and like i said elon and i have been have given our lives over to doing this now for 21 years i can't imagine we're going to be doing anything else with our lives um and and the work just keeps getting better so to kind of loop it all back around we'd love to have you at the event um and these tuesday tune-up calls are just a weekly check-in call where Elon and I engage in interesting conversations. Uh, you guys are welcome to ask questions about any, any of the material that comes here. It's pretty free flow, uh, you know, in terms of what we talk about. And if you drop a question in there and it's like really, really engaging uh, or challenging in terms of something you're dealing with while you're going through MMI or any of our awareness effect programs, uh, we're happy to give some coaching around a particular topic and, and dive into that. Um, if it's a really, really good question, we can even pull you out here and get you on camera and you can, um, interact with us live. So that's really the intention behind, uh, the Tuesday live. Anything you want to add in, add in bro? Um, no, not about that. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're, then you have something else in mind. Uh, I've just been, <clears throat> I've been very present to something today. Um, I think some of you guys know, cause probably been on calls with me, but, um, I've, I have the privilege of having some amazing conversations with, uh, people who are considering being in our work and every once in a while, uh, I have these conversations and then we'll talk to the team and, you know, different things come up. But today I was present to two things that I just wanted to bring through, uh, one, kind of ties into the other. Uh, one of our team members has been dealing with um, death uh, in the family um, ongoingly, and it's been difficult because it's just been showing up a lot. And um, so we were talking today on the team and we were like, I, I don't know if it's that I'm just getting older, um, but now when I hear these things or I hear someone is sick or someone's not well or, or whatever it might be, like I, I just have so much gratitude and appreciation for life um, and the people around me. Um, and so it just becomes very, very front and center of like how brief this whole experience is obviously you know not to make this like very grim but like we're all gonna die right and so then that kind of led into the other piece that i had which is you know when i have conversations with people what i'm recognizing more and more and more is that there's a certain person that finds their way into my calendar mm -hmm. and into a conversation with me and guy and i used to joke many many years ago that what we were building was we were going to build the uh if you guys have ever seen x-men that we were going to build the school for the the gifted so like xavier built the school for the gifted to come and practice their you know mutant abilities and feel loved and accepted where the rest of the world was just kind of shunning them and so he brought all these people that were in the shadows and and brought them into the light and made them feel good about themselves and Guy and I 
um, you know, our mission for those that, that don't know, and if you're new here, I can educate you, you know, our mission for a long time since we found personal development was the transformation of humanity. Um, and we used to have like a number on it and all this stuff. And honestly, now I think it's just like just the transformation of humans uh, on planet Earth. And as we were going through this process, it became very clear to us that there's zero chance that Guy and I are going to transform the planet on our own, right? Like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And as much as my egoic self was like, yeah, look at me, I'm here, to, right? It's just, it's not possible. And so what we've realized is that we are going to do this together with, with a group of incredible beings who have this mission uh, very close to their heart and very close to their soul. And so I end up through that intention uh, being connected to, because it's something that I, I pray for and meditate on. Uh, you know, I always say like universe, send me those who are ready to, uh, to be the light in this world. And then the universe will send me these incredible beings who, when I meet with them, it's like our soul already knows the dance. Our mm -hmm. soul already, it's like we, we have such a familiarity with each other that all you feel in the conversation is this buzzing energy as soul recognizes soul who is like, yes, we found each other this time. Let's go fucking do this thing, right? And what's in the way is obviously, um, you know, we all come into this world, this bright, shiny being and then life happens and we contort ourselves and we uh, make ourselves smaller. Or we dim our light. We do all of these different things. All of it hiding who we actually are. And when I meet these people, what I notice is that there's like um, an internal battle, if you will, where the soul has been sitting on the sidelines, like letting human do human, like take care of survival shit and, you know, try to live this ideological thing and then make a right hard turn and, you know, like stumble across this thing. And it waits kind of patiently for a while. And then I think somewhere, you know, with this whole thing of like midlife crisis that people talk about, I think is a midlife awakening. I don't think it's a fucking crisis. I think that internally what's happening is your soul has been sitting on the sidelines, handcuffed, shackled, and in the dark somewhere that you've just buried. And you're like, I don't have time for this. And then you get to this place and you start asking questions like, what am I really doing here? Is this all there is? was I really meant to come on this planet and be an accountant or, uh, you know, whatever. Right. And you know, internally, like you, you know, because you've seen the visions and you've seen and felt these threads that you are here to do something much bigger than what it is that you're doing. Like you're really here to make a profound difference. And you've just been sitting on the sidelines on it for a long time. And then that internal battle starts to happen. And so when I get present to none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. 
there's no practice life. There's no warm up to get to something. It's fucking now or never. That's it. And when you are not living your life's purpose, everything is a struggle because you're going down a path that your human wants to go down, but your soul has no interest in going down. And so it will let you stumble on that path in survival mode, in trying to prove yourself to everyone and everything mode. Like it will let you to an extent. And then something's going to happen. And that something is either going to be you wake up and choose to investigate and get curious about what my path actually is, or life is going to knock you sometimes violently off of your current path and onto this other one. So for me, I'm like, why won't you be an active participant in this inquiry? Why don't you play full out? And I get that there's this internal battle because the soul resonates with something bigger. Maybe you don't know exactly what that is defined as yet, but it's something that boils inside of you and you've heard it and you've seen it and you felt it. But every time you want to take that jump, the human comes and goes, I'm not fucking doing that. That doesn't feel safe. But what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And I'm going to tell you one thing. There's a much different experience of life when you are walking on your path than when you are not walking on your path. Oh, yeah. When you are not walking on your path, everything is a fucking shit show and a struggle and life is beating you constantly and it is hard. When you're walking on your path, the things that show up, the challenges, the, the experiences, all of it, it's not all rainbows and gumdrops. Like there's massive challenges on your path. And yet somehow it's, it just brings me to that quote of Michelangelo and David. It's like, how did you create Michelangelo? He's like, I just chipped away everything that was not Michelangelo. When you're walking on your path, that's honestly what every challenge feels like. It doesn't feel like life is beating you down or knocking you to a pulp or like trying to beat the ever living anything out of you. It, it feels like it is sharpening you. It is opening you up to whatever is next that is coming. And you don't know what's next coming, but you're like, I somehow feel stronger, smarter, wiser, more capable, more resilient, more powerful. And it is this path that is creating that for you. And if you're not walking your path, then I'm going to like tap you right now and, and let you know, like, this is probably a good, there's a good chance that this is why you even found Satori Prime in the first place. Mm -hmm. I don't believe Satori Prime happens to fall in people's laps. Like there's no accident that you're here. There's no accident that you found your way to us. And if what I'm saying to you right now aligns, like I'm telling you, we've created through Guy and I and this community and our coaches and the other people 
who have come before you and been through these programs and now give back as coaches and all that stuff. Like there's a powerful ball of energy that we are imbuing in the world to wake people the fuck up. And so if you found this, maybe this is your alarm. Maybe this is to save you from that cataclysmic thing that is going to happen a year from now to knock you back onto this path. But like you have a choice. And how you want to participate in that, that's entirely up to you. But don't let time and your human, small, pathetic reasons and fears stop you from actually living your life's purpose. Because when you die at some point and you're on your deathbed and you look back, it will not be like, oh, I'm so happy I was able to buy that other car or, oh, I'm so happy I you know, upgraded my fucking curtains or no, it is going to be, how did you live your life? Did you come here and make the difference that you came here to make? Whatever that is. Maybe it's just for your family. Or maybe you're someone who's like, I'm going to change the, the economic landscape or political landscape or whatever. I know for me, like, if, God forbid, whatever happened to me tomorrow, like, I can, t- I, hand on heart, like, I didn't get anything that I want to accomplish, accomplish, right? Like I have much, much bigger goals, but like I would go knowing that I played my fucking ass off at what I came here to play. I'm not going to have a regret about any of that. And so maybe this is just like an, a, a wake up call to you. If you've just been sitting on the sidelines, like, Open your eyes. There's no magical moment that comes. There's no fairy godmother that comes and is like, here's everything that you've ever wanted. Now you can go and live your life. It just doesn't happen. It comes to those who are willing to jump off that cliff. Who are willing to, in the face of all the human, in the face of all the reasons why they shouldn't, they still are like, you know what? This feels more true to me than anything else. I'm just going to run and I'm going to jump and we're going to figure this shit out. (laughs) And then the money comes and the time comes and the people come and the opportunities come and the teachers come and all that stuff happens. But it's not going to happen because they're going to come and fucking knock on your door because you're waiting for the day for it to come. And I talk to those people too. And they get to this place and it's like they touch it. They touch that thing that's so real. And then the human comes and they get so fucking scared. And right away, right back. And you miss this opportunity. Because on that call, there was this opening and there was this breath of like, oh my God, there I am. And if you don't act in that fucking moment, it's over. You have this like tiny window of opportunity to take action and take a stand for something bigger than you. And then that door's going to slam shut really fast. 
because the human wants no part of it. None of it. Zero. It wants safety. It wants security. It wants the paycheck. It wants to, it just wants to keep everything as is. So yeah, that I was just so present to that today of like, fuck. This, you have this little sliver, grain of sand moment in time, in this plane in time. What the fuck are you doing with it? I am, uh, thank you for the impassioned speech. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I've been telling you a bunch. I'm reading a book right now that, that I really recommend. I, I started it off and I was like, that's okay. <laughs> but as, uh, as I continue to read it, um, there's a lot of interesting experiences beyond the, the main focal point of the book. And the book is called the comfort crisis. Um, I think it, it's, Probably a New York Times bestseller, yada yada. Not that that means much. <laughs> you can buy that but, nowadays. But it's 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 a unique book for sure. And then deeper in the book, he starts going into a lot of um, people who specialize in different things, people who are uh, tackling their health and nutrition in really interesting ways. But he ends up in a in a country that I can't remember right now because it's not a country I'd ever heard before. And there's a people that live there, and they're not like you know they don't have the things that most Western people would consider as a successful life, which is mostly the same material goods. Um, but they have uh, an extremely well established and connected community. And I believe if I'm not totally butchering this, the storyline here, I might be confusing two things here. He ends up going to like the, um, to traveling to go see the shaman, so to speak of this um, culture and, and to ask important questions. It might have, he may, it may have even gone to a llama. Again, I might be confusing two parts of the story here, but he, he goes to see uh, the wise person, so to speak, and to ask questions about death and happiness and all that. Mm. And the Lama says that one of the practices that they do, they do here, and it's a Buddhist um, kind of backed, you know, traditions here, is that the one of the practices they use is thinking about death three times a day. Wow. Uh, the first in the morning, right before bedtime, and uh, some contemplation. Um Wow. in the middle of the day. And the reason for that is because with death comes the appreciation for life. Yep. And, and, uh, and in Western cultures, we like to avoid the idea of death. We don't like to communicate about it. It feels like if we talk about it, we're going to like bring it closer into our, yeah. into our life, which is not the case. But the, the point is, is like, you know, he kind of says goodbye to him and says like, this today might be it, you know, like this, this really might be your day. And so he kind of like says goodbye to him with that energy in mind. I like for either of them today could be the last moments on earth. So I thought that was a really beautiful contemplation. It's been more on my mind too. And I do think part of it is with age. Part of it is with aging grandparents, aging parents, stuff like that. It yeah. becomes more of a focal point than when you're younger. Cause when you hit 40, you realize then that that went by pretty quick. Yeah. Um, even though, even though it really didn't, it's like it did and it didn't. It's this weird phenomenology of time. So I, I think that's a good practice. I definitely recommend the book. There's a lot of really keen um, insights there about nutrition, and it it is having me even rethink uh, my approach to exercise in general. Yeah. Um, which is really cool because it's it's rare I read a book that inspires me to go do something else. Um, 
but I really, really like the the insights from the book and the insights gained there. So I, I highly recommend that. And and I, I really do agree with Elon. I mean, you know, I, the, the saddest part of the culture that we currently live in, or one of the saddest parts beyond violence and all the rest of it is that so few people really get to live or, or give themselves the opportunity to live in alignment with what they truly want to do. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the greatest complaints, by the way, of people on their deathbeds is that they live their life to make other people happy instead of truly doing what made them happy. And for a lot of people, that's because they start a family or they have bills to pay or this and that. And our system is really, really good at getting you certainly in America behind, you know, a debt crisis that you feel encumbered to go get a job just to try to get yourself out of debt. And most of us play that game our, our entire lives. I, I mean, say what you will, right? Like money has created a lot in this world and has certainly developed a way for us to invent and create goods. And I do think there's a, a lot of good to be captured from capitalism and business. And simultaneously, it, it puts people into kind of like an invisible prison for their, their yeah. whole lives. And there are very few people who are willing to risk a lot to drive towards what they really want to do. And simultaneously, we feature those people on TV and in movies and in shows constantly. And people are, are regularly inspired by people who go for it and face their fears and stuff like that. And yet very few of us develop the capacity to act in the face of those fears um, anyway. So I wanted to just kind of, uh, the book again is called The Comfort Crisis, okay? Um, and then Stacy was asking, you know, about uh, any advice around health, uh, health anxiety. And she writes, what I mean by this is how do I get negative thoughts out of my mind from being told there is nothing wrong with me to a part of me still thinking that there is every time I feel something. So here's the thing, right? Like when you're, when you're talking to friends or psychologists, you're always talking like high level mental like ego mind, basically. That's what we talk to. We talk to ego mind to ego mind. So their ego mind is going, hey, you look fine. Nothing is wrong with you. Just tell yourself nothing, nothing is wrong with you. And yeah, your exactly. mind goes, there's nothing wrong with me. And then the body goes, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> you know, like, and and so this is the thing. Like we, we get confused because there are, it, it is one system, right? Like our body is this kind of like one system, but there are different parts of our system. Like the liver has a different function than your uh, kidneys, for example. One system, but different parts. And so when it comes to like our emotional state, it's the same way. You do have your mind, but you also have this like unconscious mind. You have your nervous system that's responding to things in the sympathetic and parasympathetic response. And you have energy flowing through your body. In fact, that's all we really are, right? Is this like energy and this system up here that's interpreting energy, so to speak, through thoughts and words and this kind of stuff. And so that's why you can sit here and go, I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. And the body can be in a state of panic while you're doing that, which is this weird dichotomy, like you mentioned, and kind of this like juxtaposition of our experience where it's like sometimes our mental aptitude or what we think is not in match with our actual as lived experience. Elon and I have been investigating that for 20 years because in the beginning for like 12 years, we we're just like mind over matter, baby. Forget, forget what you feel. Just repetition, 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 tell yourself a new story. And look, there is value in that story. Like just, just so we're clear, because if you tell yourself the old story, and by the way, this is what level one of the awareness effect deals with is you are a story making machine 
making meaning out of all sorts of shit, right, in your life. And here's the thing, when you continue to loop in thoughts over and over and over again, you are rehabituating the thought. And so in a, the fact, it's like you're tightening the noose every single time that thought comes through. And that thought doesn't need to be managed. It just needs to be watched. Here, that's the big difference. People try to manage their thoughts. And Stacy, I imagine you're not alone yeah. in boat of anxiety and health and negative thought patterns just in the chat box so people so Stacy can see are you dealing with that in your life people who are listening right now as well just say i or yes in the chat box so she can see that as well none of us are alone in this you know my whole life was with forgetting i mean negativity beyond negativity i mean just brutal and inward conversation towards myself very violent conversation internally uh, endless amounts of anxiety and I'm even getting a little teary-eyed and I'm not getting teary-eyed for myself I'm getting teary-eyed for the little boy who dealt with so much and just was so overwhelmed by the entire experience and there's so many of us out there so just just understand that like most people are dealing with what you're dealing with here's the thing there is no there's no shutout valve or shutoff switch to your negative thought patterns It doesn't exist. Your mind is going to do what your mind does. We had a pretty long chat about this last Tuesday, by the way. Uh, but I, I think it's always worth investigating. Today, I could tell you, hopefully you believe me, but you don't have to if you don't. My mind doesn't do that anymore. In fact, mostly it's an ally. I have very, very few negative patterns. Occasionally, I get caught into thought loops. Uh, certainly, if I'm afraid of something the anxiety and stress is there and I'm much, much more prone to get caught into uh, like negative loops or negative conversations or stuff like that. And I have extremely productive ways of dealing with that today. And, and those are all the things that we work with, with people long-term in our awareness effect Academy. And, and that's why it's designed to be a long-term program because we could teach you everything probably in a few hours, right? Like everything that we know, just do these things. You won't do any of them. It's too overwhelming to do it that way. Yeah. And certainly like everything else in life, like if you don't immerse yourself in a certain practice and commit yourself to doing that at least a few times a week, you're not going to make progress. Like none of us are going to learn a language in like just a two hour immersion session. Like I'm, I'm right now trying to um, teach myself Spanish again. I'm committed to 15 minutes a day for a variety of reasons. Number one, that's all I can give. Number two, that's all the attention I really have at this point in time. You know, I have two young children at home. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly under-resourced. I'm, I'm like, you know, more tired than I would probably be otherwise. Um, and I just did this neurofeedback training and they claimed that there was a 21-day period of like neurogenesis at the level that you have when you're a child. And I'm like, good time to learn a language. Or at least that's awesome. To, or at least to start to learn a language. I've been brushing my teeth with the opposite hand. I've been moving my body in new ways because I'm like, hey, look, Maybe there's this thing, maybe they're, maybe they're right about what they're saying, but here's the, here's the thing I would just want to offer going back 30 years ago, they didn't believe that there was any neuroplasticity. They thought the way that you were is the way that you were now, anecdotally, people who are doing personal development work knew that that wasn't true because we could feel that our thoughts are changing. We could feel yeah. that we're not reacting to things the same way that can only happen through neurogenesis. Our brains, just so we're clear, are, are pattern recognition machines. That's what they do. 
And our, and generally speaking, the patterns that we're trying to recognize for are things to be afraid of because we are egotistically afraid of our demise. So we have to look for threat everywhere. And this aligns with what our ancestral biology must have been. Like you're walking through the jungle. You need to really listen for threat. You really need to open your eyes for threat. Like there's wild game and animals everywhere that could potentially be a threat to your life. So every step has to be a conscious one. The ground wasn't even. There was so many things that our brain had to process, but it had to be able to distinguish this sound from that sound. And those systems are still at play. And regardless of how much we terraform the world or change it, you know, we're talking potentially tens of thousands of years before those biological changes may change, unless we terraform ourselves through like AI and bionics, which is probably coming, right? So, we need to have some grace with our system. And from what I've seen, I, th I think Elon would agree, we have never seen anybody transform or heal anything while standing in opposition of that thing. That's impossible. Impossible. So if you're like, I hate my anxiety, I hate it, you will continue to be anxious at an ever-growing rate. Because not only are you anxious, you're now judging the anxiety and creating more stress in your system every time it arises, which in turn actually creates more anxiety in the system because it's like the body's confused. It's like, I'm trying to give you a signal that something is off. Now I'm also being judged for that signal and you're creating more stress in the system, which is creating more loops of anxiety. So my anxiety actually seems to be expounding and growing. So like Stacey, I'm telling you, I'm a highly anxious system. Elon knows this. I like, I like to lose my shit sometimes. You know, so I'm in the boat with you. I will tell you though, over the last seven years, I have made, I mean, uh, transformations that literally seemed impossible to me because I had been on the journey for like 15 years. And to an extent, like I, what I was doing before is I was managing and coping anxiety better. What I learned was I'm anxious. It's okay. I can still take action. I'm fearful. It's okay. I can still take action. What I wasn't picking up on is that the quality of my energy from where I was acting was ultimately creating and expounding more anxiety in my life. I would, I would literally make things harder for myself. So here's the reality. And I get what I'm about to say is so simple, so simple, but it's not easy. Okay. You got to learn how to love your anxiety. And I'm not talking about a mental thing where every time you're like, I'm anxious, you're like, I love my anxiety. And you like lie through your teeth, like bullshit. The way that you end up loving your anxiety is you actually sit with it and you let it have its moment. Because the things that we create space for in our life and allow for them to be there, that's how we actually love them. You can tell a person that you love them in words, but show no actions at all towards loving that person at all. There's a lot of relationships in the world like that, where people tell each other they love each other all day long and they feel no connection with one another at all. Because love is not a word that comes out of your mouth. It's nice that when we say that, and it certainly feels good until it doesn't, right? And But like, you got to make space for your partner. And if your partner shows up in that space and they're upset about something and you judge them, how does that relationship feel? Not very good. Not for you and not for them. There's a disconnection there. But the moment your partner shows up with some concern, this, that, the other, and you can hold space for them. And that means like, if they need to be angry, you let them be angry. If they need to be hostile, you let them be hostile. And, and again, there's a, 
I'm saying this and some of you guys might be hearing like, oh, well, you know, I'm in an abusive relationship. That means let them be abusive. No, it doesn't mean that. It just means like we all want our humanity to be accepted, right? You want your parents to accept you. You want society to accept you, like whatever it might be for you. And there's not a lot of that in humanity because most of us haven't learned how to accept what ourselves as we are. I've made tremendous headway, headway over the last seven years because everything that I was avoiding or not willing to sit with, I learned that if I sit with people who have space for me and are willing to give me their presence, undivided attention, they don't have to give me feedback because there's, there's nothing they can say that's going to make the anxiety go away. But from, from an energetic and nervous system point of view, and this is what we teach at the two day is how do two systems come together and sit with each other where one system could be highly dysregulated, but another system is highly regulated. And so this dysregulated system can sit over here losing its marble, so to speak, while getting presence from a regulated system. And this, there's actually an energy transference that happens here. And your system with that support will actually move through that experience and come out the other end with more stability. And again, this shouldn't sound that strange because this is how every parent and child relationship operates. A child is born without knowing how to regulate their nervous system. Chances are you lived in a home that your parents had dysregulated nervous systems. And so in turn, they accidentally, not because they wanted to, they taught your nervous system how to sit in a dysregulated state. Another way of saying that is you live in a fight, flight, or a freeze response constantly. And so the parent's job is, is to, to hold the child in presence and give them the support so that the child can build resiliency, safety in their, in their attachment systems, and actually learn how to downregulate their own nervous system. When you see children having tantrums all the time, what you're looking at is a child who has a highly dysregulated nervous system that they are unable to regulate. I'm not saying my child never has his moments. They certainly do. My child does not have a lot of tantrums. I can count on one hand how many big tantrums he's had because he's learned that he doesn't have to go to those extents to get presents from mom and dad. And so we hold him in a certain way so that to help him regulate his nervous system. So anxiety, for those of you guys who are tracking here, is a sign of a dysregulated nervous system. That's it. That's really, you know, stress, anxiety, fear, all of that are signs of the same thing, which are different you know, experiences of dysregulation. And so if you want to minimize that or even get to some form of resolution with that, first of all, you got to just accept that that's there. Fighting against it is going to do nothing for you at all. Second thing you got to do is start doing regular practices where you retrain the nervous system, how to get into more deeper, richer states of safety and regulation. When that become when that begins to become your norm, you'll see that anxiety begins to just kind of fall to the wayside. You cannot explain anxiety away from somebody. You cannot talk someone out of anxiety. You can certainly, there, there are certain stories people tell themselves that they need to understand that that's a story they made up and understanding that that story is not real can certainly offer like relief for the body. But that doesn't say, and that doesn't mean that in the long run, as things happen in your life, that that anxiety won't whirl up again. Something will kick it up again for the sustainable, long-term, predictable transformation that I think most of us want. 
I've never found a way to do it without regularly practicing constantly, constantly things that help me regulate my nervous system. Right. So on an interpersonal level, that's meditation. For some people, that's like breath work can do that too. But here's the thing with breath work. I love it. I think it's great, but it could also, <laughs> you're creating a lot of movement. It can actually kick up anxiety in the system. People have huge emotional releases on breath work, right? Meditation is like, oh, I'm dysregulated. I'm teaching myself how to sit in regulation. The other stuff, like I mentioned, and this is what we call, we have three levels of practices we do, which is our self-to-self practices like meditation, our practices with other people, myself to another person, that person to me, and then myself to a group and that group to me. And so our programs are designed to take you through that ladder of self-to-self, self-to-other, self-to-group, and then group-to-self, other-to-self practices. And this is what ultimately creates this incredible transformation that if you talk to people who've been in this work for six months, a year, or multiple years with us, will report that this is the most life-changing things that they've done. And I'm telling you, it's not because they changed how their mind is thinking, or they now manage themselves better, or like, you know, all that stuff. That stuff helps. Don't get me wrong. You know, you certainly want to learn to berate yourself less, to identify what the mind is creating versus what you're witnessing with your awareness. All that stuff is great. But in the long term, you got to retrain your nervous system. It is the biggest hack on planet Earth that very few people are talking about, and none of us can can um, none of us can override those systems because they are part of our biology, and they're they're here to help. They're not here to harm. And so, you know, it, it's easy to say surrender to what's happening, and I understand that fear kicks up, and that's and that should be an indication of I can't do this on my own, nor should you. You should not go into the dark recesses of your experiences on your own. You should always do that with somebody present who's been trained to attune to you and hold you in presence, just like a good parent would be with any child. And the same way that we train nervous systems from children is the same way you retrain it within your adult, right? Yeah, I, just, I meant, I'll say this last piece here. It's like, I, I, I'm training myself to learn a language. In school, they didn't teach me language. They taught me grammar. That's why I never learned how to speak Spanish. No child, we don't sit down a, a, a one-year-old and they're like, here's the grammar rules, right? But within two years, by the time most kids are two years old, they're speaking with 95% correct grammar with nobody having mentioned anything about grammar because that's not how the human brain learns. And so it's the same thing with our nervous system. It's like, if you think you're gonna retrain yourself by thinking, 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 thinking more, it's just not how the mechanism works bring yourself back to the places that you were when you were a child and create a community around you of people who care enough to help you retrain your nervous system. And that's what we've developed here is a community of people who care enough to do that. And so, you know, like what we've done here is not just develop programs. We've developed a community structure that allows for people to reach out when they're in the states of anxiety or stress and say, I need support right now. And the system has to learn to expect that support is actually going to arrive when you ask for it. We ask this all the time. How many of you guys are great at asking for support? About that much percent, zero percent. You don't think you deserve it. You don't think it's going to show up. Your heart is going to be broken if it doesn't. So you just stop asking. You abolish your own needs. Most of us have done this. Say say yes in the chat box if, if that's accurate for you. And so that's everything that we need to retrain humanity about is that it is a structure and it's a biological necessity for humanity to feel 
connection with one another, biological necessity. Relationships are biological necessity for human being. We're social creatures. We need it. We have to have it. And it's for that reason, again, um, the programs are designed this way to support with that and help help that process out. Yeah. Bro, anything else you want to man- mention on like stress, uh, anxiety, anything? No, I, but just to, uh, I guess, close a loop on it. I, I'm, I'm in awe of how people function today without these tools. Like to me, the amount of stuff that every single one of us is dealing with that very few of us even share, like you don't go around to to your friends and like tell them about all the woes that you've experienced through the day or your kids or your wife or your parents or whatever. Like there's only a handful of people that you're really sharing all the kind of stuff that you're going through, right? Maybe, maybe some people don't even have that. And I'm just in awe, like with all the tools and skills and things that you and I work on day in and day out, how stressful and anxiety filled and overwhelming life is. Like, I don't understand how other humans function without these skills. I think that's where pills and alcohol and whatever comes into play because Honestly, I don't know that there's any other way that one could survive the litany of stuff that is constantly happening in life from cars breaking down and shit in the house breaking down and this person is sick and that person is sick and there's an accident here and an accident there and it's like, it's just so much all the time that if you're not giving yourself the opportunity to find resiliency, find peace, find well-being internally in your own system, like you're actually cultivating more and more and more stress because you're constantly in a stress response to life. So it's like whatever your energy is in is what you're replicating over and over and over again. So Again, like unless you're going to wake up and draw a line in the sand and say like, this is it, I'm, I'm no longer operating from that place and I'm going to do everything within my power. I'm going to invest money, time, energy, uh, whatever into these practices. It's like, you got no shot. I, I just don't see it. Um, and, and the way that I'm perceiving the world and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, like life just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. Like, you know, they used to have these news cycles where it was like the thing that they shared about and then everyone would hear about it for like two, three weeks. And then it was gone. When was the last time you heard about what was happening in Israel? Let alone fucking Ukraine and Russia. Like that's old like and and then there's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next it's so fast like what is happening in life uh and i just don't see it slowing down so either we're going to adapt to being able to create resiliency peace and well-being internally or we are just going to get leveled by these energetic waves that are going to keep coming so to me it's like 
the fuck else are you doing? You know, aside from like eating right and moving your body in, in some way, shape or form, I don't even know that there's something more important that you could be spending your time and energy on than this. Like if you have children at home, if you have a spouse at home, I want you to get that your energetic attunement and like the the energy that you are vibrating and emitting is impacting every single person that you come in contact with. And then you like send this energy to them, which has their system, because again, they don't have the training, ping it back to you. And you're in this like vicious loop of just stressing them out, them stressing you out. And it just goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like stress is the number one killer. Number one. It is linked to heart conditions, brain aneurysms, cancers, uh, weight, like everything is stress-related. I, I just, it blows my mind. Like I talk to people nonstop and they're just like this and that and this and that. I'm like, and, and well, it, makes, it also makes everything harder. You know, like you can, you can tackle, let's say if you're unhealthy, you can tackle your nutrition and diet, but it's like, how long are you going to stay on that? If you're, you know, mentally unable to focus or anxiety and stuff comes up and you deal with that by eating more, that's like the number one thing you can do to help yourself is to learn about yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like all the areas of life that truly matter are really kept from humanity. Like we should have, you know, complete confluency in the money system. Does anybody know how this shit works? Very few people, right? Like how to invest, where to put your money. Very confusing, right? Purposefully so, by the way. Helps the people who try to explain it to you make a lot of money. Uh, Legality and laws in your country. Does anybody know those well? I don't, right? Kept from us completely. Spend 12 years in school. Don't even know what the Bill of Rights says on it. Right. I, I don't I wouldn't even know what my my what I have the rights to in my country because they don't teach us this stuff. Um, and then it's like your mental well-being, your spiritual well-being, your mental, you know, like nutrition, food. You know, again, you can say there's conspiratorial reasons for this stuff. And maybe there is like maybe there isn't. I, I don't know. You know, maybe that's just how money works and where capitalism lends itself to. But it's like these are the things that Elon and I have had to go out of our way for 20 years post-education, you know, post-graduate education uh, or bachelor education rather uh, to spend way more money <laughs> and way more time on learning those things because it just, it, to me, like Elon said it, there's nothing else that I could see other than my, the, my perception of my experience of my life that creates more balance and, you know, more love, more connection than those things. And we all have heard it a million times. It's not about the material stuff you have at the end of the day. What you're going to care about is the impression that you left on people when you leave this world. It's going to be, did you sing your song? Did you go for it? Did you, you know, do those things? And and I'll say like, hey, if you want to go for those things, fucking go for it. You know, like, and having said that, Elon and I have worked in, in very large entrepreneurial communities for as long as we've had our own company. That was the first thing we did. And we became top earners in a, in a very large affiliate network of, you know, three to 5,000 people, let's say at different times. And we were top earners in that company for four or five years, making multiple seven figures. And we were very fortunate because we came into 
that environment with our personal development background where most people come into that environment with no personal development background, try to build a company and then realize all the same fears and anxieties they has had as a child about why they don't try things about why they don't go for things. Now they have to face all those things. And then they start learning about personal development so they can be more productive in their company, more in their business that they're developing. We were fortunate because we could move through stuff very quickly. And it is why we had, a lot of success within our first year where most people flounder, struggle. They can't, you know, they don't do the education. They barely show up for stuff. They're afraid they're overwhelmed. And it's not to say those things didn't happen to us, but we had already at that point in time spent eight years in deep investigation of those areas of our life. And so when they arose in our life, we knew how to be with them. We knew how to deal with them. It wasn't like, Oh my God, this is the first time I felt this fear in 30 years. It's like, I've been sitting in that for the last eight years. And so when you get intimate with these parts of you, they no longer have control of you. There's a very big difference between experiencing fear and then having fear take you. Experiencing sadness and having sadness take you. And again, this is the stuff that we teach on a regular basis is how to shift that, those experiences. Elon and I are not here to dehumanize you. We don't want to become less human. We want to become more emotional more connected, more intuitive, feel more into our systems, be able to tr trust trust ourselves, trust our gut, trust our intuition that it's leading us in the right way, trust in the ethereal and the mystical and the, the you know, the overarching experience of, we call it God, the universe or the oneness. I don't really care, but that there really is something there that you really can't see it, but you really can experience it, it can be felt through our, through our spiritual selves. And that's what all these experiences are about. So, you know, hopefully today has been a point of inspiration for you. If nothing else, hopefully creates, you know, some curiosity for you. We'd love to support you. You know, we've been doing this for a really, really, really long time, very successfully with a lot of people. Uh, one of the ways that we started supporting people, and this is a, again, a unique opportunity. Uh, I'll put it in the, in the box again. Um, you can also go there for soulsinseekers.com forward slash Elon, but Elon is opening up his calendar now for five people every week. Okay. It is a one-on-one -on -one coaching session and it's also an opportunity for you to learn about the long-term programs that we do with people uh, directly from Elon. So kind of a program exploration call as well. It's only $111 to jump on the call with Elon. Just so you understand his normal rates, you know, for an hour of his time can range upwards of $2,000. So this is a bargain basement deal. And we do that because we don't want him to have someone book a uh, time on his calendar and then not show. So at the very least, you, you put something at stake and you can really uh, get some incredible coaching from Elon. He can tell you about what it is that we do here and you can see if it's a good fit for you. If you do move forward, we just credit that $111 to the program. It's not lost. Uh, otherwise, that is your fee for the, for the uh, half an hour with him. So you can click the uh, add to cart button there, or you can go again to soulsandseekers.com forward slash Elon, and that'll take you to that checkout page and you can immediately book on his calendar. That's one of the quickest ways that we can give you guidance on what to do next. That's going to support your well-being, your growth um, and your healing. Okay. All right, guys. Love you very much. Thank you for being here. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. 
Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.